A very good weekend to you, food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. This is a place for people who love to eat. And I'm delivering the world of food directly to your radio. This show brings you fresh ingredients, recipes, and kitchen wisdom from celebrity chefs and authors, culinary experts, and artisans, those that are passionate about living the best life. And I cover wine and libations, trends and health, travel and more. And I hope it's everything you need to feed your soul. It is true culinary exploration that I aspire to. I'm all about delectable dishes and exquisite gastronomic experiences. So if it's rich or savory or just downright delicious, you will hear about it right here here. I do have the best culinary thinkers on this show, I believe, so stay tuned because there is biscuit brilliance coming up and produce perspective. We have a full plate, of course. You'll always find me serving up seconds at chefjamie.com, and I hope you'll become a friend and a fan and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, my social tag at Gwen. Because I do believe a meal is a terrible thing to waste. And because we are just embarking on the holiday season and any excuse to feast and celebrate, I like to kick off this show every week with a tutorial of sorts to make you the best cook you know. So if you're ready, take a seat at my table in the kitchen, please. And let's talk about a quick lesson in mashed potatoes, shall we? It's time to start thinking about mashed potatoes again, although I think about mashed potatoes year-round. I do love mashed potatoes, especially tangy, wonderful, bright mashed potatoes, I like to call them, or complex mashed potatoes, really. And there's no doubt that fall and braises, and then as we uh, welcome hearty winter fare, and of course, Thanksgiving comes about, uh, mashed potatoes are essential. But how good are your mashed potatoes is the question. While they look deceptively simple, I believe they are an art to master. So here's the lowdown on glorious spuds. By the way, you should be at chefjamie.com, C-H-E-F-J-A-M-I-E.com right now because my best recipe is posted there. It's actually an homage to my culinary training long ago when I was 16 years old and I staged, uh, very uh, privileged and blessed, in a Wolfgang Puck restaurant uh, where he taught me to make mashed potatoes in an exhibition kitchen where I learned that you could not make mashed potatoes and rub your nose at the same time. And that restaurant was called Eureka in Los Angeles. It was uh, extraordinary, actually, and long gone. Uh, But I will tell you, Wolfgang Puck set the stage for me for so many uh, incredible years in food. And if you remember that restaurant, it was great, right? Um, But I digress. Back to my mashed potato tutorial. Okay, when it comes to choosing a potato, starchy russets, the traditional baking potato, gives you the best fluffy texture for traditional mashed potatoes. But my favorite is still the Yukon Gold. It's buttery. It has a lovely yellow color. It mashes so nicely. It has a thin skin. But... I do need to preface and tell you when it comes to the good old 
all-American mashed potatoes should you want them to grace your Thanksgiving table. You'll use my best mashed potato recipe. They are creme fraiche mashed potatoes and you will use a good old russet potato or many actually. Now I like to start the process in cold water so that the potatoes come up to temperature with the water and they cook more evenly and I cook the potatoes either halved or whole, depending upon the size of the potato. And yes, they take longer to cook than if you were to chop them into little pieces. But I do feel that the larger the the cut or the potato, they don't absorb as much water and they retain their flavor better that way. So with a traditional russet, you'll peel it and probably cut it in half, but I wouldn't go farther than that. And I like to season and I mean season in quotes, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay, when it comes to the dairy, the most important thing is that the dairy you add to cooked potatoes is warm. You heard that, right? Warm. The dairy must be warm to resist gummy mashed. And equally important, I add the butter to the potatoes first. I'll tell you why. Because the water content in the milk or the half and half or the heavy cream or the creme fraiche or a luxuriously lovely combination of all of them that you choose to use combines with the starch molecule and tends to make the potato gluey. But when you add the butter to the potatoes first, it coats the starch molecules and results in silkier potatoes. Now, you want to use really good unsalted butter for the best flavor, of course. This is not the time to skimp, especially at Thanksgiving. And so good European quality butter is the way to go. Now, when it comes to texture, I like my mashed potatoes rich and really smooth and creamy, plenty of butter and heavy cream. Now, I love a rustic mashed potato and a smashed potato too, but we're talking about you know, the real deal here. And I think mashed potatoes should be somewhere between a side dish on its own and a sauce. Like it, it should have this lovely, rich consistency of pudding. And for that, the ultimate texture, a food mill or a ricer is best. Now a potato masher and some serious elbow grease works well too. A stand mixer on low speed does work. Some great chefs will disagree. But please, and I beg you, please, please, please do not use your food processor. The potatoes are guaranteed to overmix and get gummy. And some chefs and culinary aficionados will tell you that smooth mashed potatoes can be, well, I guess many would call them boring. But I disagree. When you're going to sit down to Thanksgiving dinner, there should be creamy, luscious mashed potatoes to go with that juicy slice of deep fried turkey and tangy cranberry sauce with a couple helpings of stuffing and all the accoutrement, really. All right, let's talk about chef's tips. You can make your mashed potatoes in advance of serving. Every restaurant does it, and I'll tell you how. If it's just an hour or so, you're going to put them in a glass mixing bowl, a large one, and you're going to cover it with plastic wrap. And you're going to place the bowl over a pot of gently simmering, very, very low simmering water to keep them warm about an hour or so before you go to serve. That is called a bain-marie, right? And it maintains the integrity of the mashed potato. They will never get gummy and they stay warm in that glass bowl. 
Now, if your mashed potatoes have been refrigerated, which you can do, you can make mashed potatoes, and then I recommend that you spread them out on a cookie sheet so as to get them to cool quickly because you're going to chill them. Then you wrap the plastic uh, wrap over uh, however many cookie sheets of mashed potatoes you have, and you refrigerate. The best way to reheat them is actually to place them in a very low oven, covered aluminum foil for about 20 minutes. And I add a little bit of milk or cream uh, just to come up to temperature with the potatoes. And then I scrape them all into a pot. And I'll tell you, they really do maintain their texture and integrity and flavor. Now, here is the ultimate recipe. And I want to go back to season for a moment. The flavorful, incredibly smooth, beautiful mashed potatoes that I learned to make a lot, a lot of years ago, over 30 years ago, have a couple of secrets. So when I say season the water with the potatoes, I don't mean salt and pepper. I mean peeled garlic cloves and a lot of them. They actually cook and boil with the potatoes. And when the cloves that are all soft and tender are pureed with the potatoes, with your food mill or ricer, you get this really subtle, lovely garlic flavor that permeates beautifully. And as I mentioned, my mashed potatoes are half and half combined with creme fraiche, but you could substitute sour cream if you want. I love the slightly tart flavor that comes from using French sour cream or creme fraiche. And then there are fresh herbs, thyme, tarragon, and oregano in my mashed potatoes. Really good butter, of course. And then salt and freshly ground white pepper because I don't like ants in my white food. And I think that the white pepper is soft and subtle enough, really, to blend with the mashed potatoes. And so there you have it. That is the lesson. Now, again, I hope you'll go to chefjamie.com and just check out the recipe. If you'd like me to email it to you direct, I'm glad to. Please email me, jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at chefjamie.com. Okay, that is the tutorial for the weekend. Mashed potatoes never get old, do they? I'll tell you, uh, extraordinary partners, uh, friends in the business, uh, and their successes, that never gets old either. And I am celebrating 20 years on syndicated radio, and I am so very proud, and I feel so very blessed, and I am so truly grateful And I have had one partner with me the entire way. And I can never thank the Hernandez family enough. So Melissa's World Variety Produce has been around for 40 years now. And the Hernandez family, still privately held, uh, maintains this company that is ever elevating. And I am thrilled to share their newest success. The SoFi Stadium just named Melissa's as its official produce partner. And it's exciting because that means 1,500 different varieties of fruits and vegetables will be available in some way, shape, or form when you go to a football game or a concert at SoFi. Whether it's in your cocktail or on a crudite platter at a fancy suite or club. Everything from the food stands all the way to the bars, Melissa's will be woven into. And it's their really unique produce that sets them apart. And I'm really proud of them. So kudos to you, Melissa's. And thank you for the consummate support, truly. Speaking of Melissa's, we have a full plate this hour. And our produce guru is here. Robert Schuler is considered in the business the most incredible 
depth of knowledge when it comes to fruits and vegetables from around the world. And so we're talking the season's best. What should you garnish with at the holidays? What's fresh now? And what during the winter will satiate your sweet tooth when it comes to fruit? Oh, wait till you hear about this season's harvest of grapes. And when it comes to veggies, there's some really cool stuff on the horizon. Produce guru Robert Schuler coming up. Also, I'm really delighted to tell you that Carrie Mori is here. Um, you know her if you have your finger on the pulse of the food business across the country because she is one of Fortune's 100 fastest growing inner city businesses and kudos to her. She is a mom of three, a female entrepreneur and extraordinary success. She owns Callie's Hot Little Biscuit, recognized as an iconic Southern brand and her biscuits are brilliant and she's sharing the recipe. Her second cookbook just released called Hot Little Suppers and it's all about cooking with and for your family and she is a delight, so please stay tuned. All right, grab a snack, come on back, really. I mean, what else would you wanna do this hour, right? There's lots more delicious conversation in your radio. Chef Jamie Gwen, don't go away. Hi, Mr. Phil. Okay, I'm interjecting in my own file. I'm allowed to do that because it's my file. How are you? I hope well. I hope that open is okay. It's long. I'm not sure where you should cut it. I hate to lose the Melissa's uh, kudos mention because it's important. Um, But the mashed potatoes piece, I I don't know where you're going to cut it. As far as the um, end of the open, I say grab a snack and come on back. And I like that for the end of the open. But I also used it at the end of the interview with Carrie Morey. So I should record something here for you that just says something else other than don't go away or be right back or don't touch your dial. So here goes in three, two. Chef Jamie Gwen back after this. So there you go. Uh, Otherwise, let's see. I'm going to give you a last bite for the close. I'm going to give you a Melissa's spot. And then I'm going to go prep for HSN and try to get some sleep. I'm very tired. I'm working my tail off. um, And I'm sure you are too. But I would love to catch up. So let's talk soon. And thank you, as always, for making me sound good. And gosh, I think we're past the Hello Kitty mask conversation. That's so sad. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, by the way, I have news. Um, I'm doing three hours live on KABC on Black Friday, subbing in for John Phillips, noon to three. That's pretty cool, huh? I wish you were here and you could produce. Uh, But I'm working on content. So um, the PD asked me, who I didn't really think liked me, but evidently he does. So I'm excited. Um, Let's talk about it. I'd love your thoughts or any insight you can share. Um, or tips, or, hey, Jamie, don't say this. That would be helpful. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you, bye. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of truly delicious conversation. Well, at least I hope you thought so. I hope you'll tune in every weekend all throughout the holidays so that we can celebrate and toast and cheer together over fabulous food. But before you go, let me leave you with my last bite. I call it my last ounce or tidbit of culinary inspiration. And I have Thanksgiving on the brain. So if you're looking to make a super simple dessert or you're setting out a dessert buffet, let's say, and you just want multiple tastes, I have a recipe that I think 
screams the holidays, but is so absolutely easy, you will be a culinary hero. So you're going to make a simple pumpkin mixture combining pumpkin puree, brown sugar, and mascarpone cheese. Little pumpkin pie spice goes in there too. And then you fold in some whipped cream. You get this lovely pumpkin mousse, which I like to put at the bottom of a martini glass or uh, individual parfait glasses, even little small mason jars. Then I top it with another dollop of whipped cream and crushed graham crackers. And you have a pumpkin parfait that is out of this world. I will share this pumpkin parfait on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen. And I will meet you here next weekend when there is so much more to dish about. May your plate always remain full. Please stay healthy. And I thank you for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off, and I hope you continue to eat well. It's time for the Melissa's Produce Pick of the Week, every week from the ordinary to the extraordinary, guaranteeing that the best and freshest global produce anywhere always comes from Melissa's. Fall is apple season, of course. Have you had a hidden rose apple? Oh, they're so beautiful. This very unusual late ripening variety has a reddish blush over a beautiful yellow skin with these pale whitish dots. And the interior is deep rose red. It's juicy and crispy and richly flavored and it has that beautiful balance of sweet and tart and it is in very limited supply. They make an excellent snack out of hand but they maintain their texture when cooked. So please get your hands on some hidden rose apples from Melissa's. You can order your produce direct to your front door by going to their website at melissas.com. Use my name, Chef Jamie, for 15% off your first order or look for the Melissa's logo where the I is the carrot. You'll see it by name in the produce section of your favorite supermarket. The best, the freshest global produce anywhere always comes from Melissa's. I know, I know that spot is long, but can you send it in its entirety to KBC and then edit for a 60 for yourself? Please, please, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye.